0: It was about a year ago. My elderly parents needed a little extra help, and so I had to travel down to stay with them for about a week. To help take care of them. My dad had just uh, recovered. Well, he just suffered a stroke. I didn't have a lot of mobility. My mom had a cancer diagnosis. So I said, Hey, I'll come down. I'll help take care of a a week. It, It started out okay the first day, but by the second day, it was starting to get a little overwhelming. By the third day, I had no idea what was going on. I'm trying to manage all of these pills. I'm trying to reach out to the doctor. I'm sending emails like, hey, what's the deal on this? Or what's blood sugar supposed to be? By like the fourth or fifth day, it was like I had no idea what was going on and and every once in a while there would be some from their health providers some visitor who would come and knock on the door and they would arrive and they'd say i'm just checking i'm just going to do a little therapy or i'm just going to make sure they're getting all that person was like an angel i'm telling you it was like like the heavens parted and this person came down to help me with them like oh don't, please please don't ever leave but of course they had to leave and go on after a, an hour or so of being there that is that's sort of what people need and with the aging population people have right now that's sort of the need that a lot of people have is someone like that to be in their homes more often to help them care for aging parents or even if the aging parents are there on their own they need that angel person to come knock on the door if that is you or if that ever could be you you will be amazed by what we're about to discover today good morning everybody i'm darren
1: and i'm jeff welcome to the voice box Our guest today is Mark Gray of Constant Companion. Mark, it's great to have you on The Voice Box. Oh, thank you, Jeff. And good to be with you and Derek. Hey, Mark, so I got to ask you, first of all, give me the idea. What
0: is Constant Companion? What do you guys do? And how are you going to help people like me a year ago when I was overwhelmed with all that stuff?
2: Well, that's that's the whole mission, isn't it? It's care that's always there 24-7 that can really be a relief to caregivers, whether it be a family caregiver, like the story you were just sharing, and professional caregivers, health care is overwhelmed right now. And there's a lot we can do with a little bit of voice and automation.
0: So what what does it look like? Is there a device? Is there like a smart speaker in the home so that the person says, um, hey, Constant Companion, Whatever name of the device is, sure. uh, when am I supposed to take medication, or what? 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 I think I have a fever, or whatever. What, how does that? How does it actually work, and what does it look like?
2: So, what does it look like? Is is imagine uh, about the size of a big shoebox, you know, uh, and inside this very large shoebox, uh, it's just a couple of pounds, you can lift it with two fingers, is a smart home in a box, and the hub is a smart router that can either connect to your home internet, but provide encryption, uh, anonymization, privacy, security. Because we believe that with all the great pluses of AI and voice technology, that privacy still matters and people care about that. So we we start with that. And then we provide uh, both uh, smart speakers that can be plugged in just like a nightlight. The plugs are built right in so there's no cable needed. And we also provide one, Video smart speaker. Now we're platform agnostic, so we can work with either Google, Alexa, Apple Siri, and we'll be open to working with many others. So we're 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 sort of the smart home in a box company that is purpose built for healthcare to take care of people, including twenty four hour a day, seven day a week monitoring. If you say call for help, you'll be connected in about ten seconds to an urgent response agent. They're highly trained here in the United States. And they'll stay with you, Darren, and, and kind of assess your situation and get you the help. you.
0: So who does that connect? <clears throat> who does that connect to? When I say, mm-hmm. hey, we have, two, uh, we
2: have two call centers, one in New York and one in Texas. And all they uh, do is monitor for medical alerts. Remember the, the old-fashioned push button, I've fallen and I can't get I up. up. Sure. Yeah, I've yes. seen those uh, ads for 40 years. They've spoofed them on Saturday night live a few times because nobody likes to wear them. They forget to charge them. They feel like it's a badge that says I'm old and frail, so they don't want to wear them. And in fact, that's how this all got started. My mom fell about five years ago and broke her ankle and I got her one. I got her one of the you know push button, the, the life alerts. And she said, son, I love you, but I'm never going to wear one of those things. And I said, <laughs> well, here I've been taking care of everybody my whole life. I've been in security my whole career and I couldn't take care." of my own mom, you know, so I was on a search to look for something else. And I was asking people, I said, Darren, what do you use? What, Jeff, what about your mom, your dad? And they said, Mark, we had the same problem. My mom or dad said, they didn't want to wear one either. So I was- And by the way, but this like,
0: is not this is not hypothetical. We got those same things for our parents. as Yeah, parents. And, and, <laughs> no, I, I get it, so I, it's I like get it, all the I, I
2: get it. And look, the technology for push button, fall for help Uh, in an emergency has been around 40 something years, but it hasn't changed much. And the problem with that iconic commercial with the older lady falling in the bathroom looking helpless is it sort of labels what getting older looks like. It makes it look not attractive. It makes it look unempowered. And look, we all want to thrive as we age. We don't want to just, you know, uh, be, be frail like that. So people don't want to wear it because it associates it with being like that, but not with voice technology. Voice is powerful. Voice is always with us. Voice is something you always have 24-7. If you can just say, call for help, or I can say, call Jeff or call my neighbor or call my son or daughter. So it's a great way to keep people more mentally engaged, more connected to people they love and care about, and and also protected 24-7. So we can live years longer with independence at home.
0: You mentioned it connects to a, a, a call center. Can it also connect with my caregiver? Can it connect with a, um, like, you know, the, the, the in-home nursing kind of a thing? Can it connect with all those different things in addition to
2: that? 100%. In fact, we've just landed our largest contract in company history with one of the major insurance providers, and they're going to be using it exactly as you described to connect to care coordinators and case managers so they can do assessments by voice and video. They can have better communication. And save that hour of driving each way just so that we can see one another to get you the help you might be needing on your program.
0: Are there any extra things that you have to be aware of um, as our, because this is all voice enabled? Are there any things you have to be aware of with older voices? Um, and I don't even know if this is a thing, because obviously as our, as we age, our voices change. Are there any things that you have to work out with that? Or is it all going to be pretty much the same as a, a normal? You, you know, we we have become sort of a training
2: uh, company for older adults. And what we have found is it's a, a misconception that older adults can't learn to use technology. They absolutely can't, especially voice technology you know that generation that did not grow up with a pc with a computer or a keyboard or a mouse or with a smartphone where you've got to be able to download an app and have pretty good vision and pretty good dexterity with your fingertips to click an app and operate it put in passwords and all that all that stuff that we have to do with technology you don't have to do all that with voice you can say a wake word whatever that might be for the platform you choose and you just talk to it like a friend Uh, our oldest user is 101 years young and our number one power user last month was a guy named Paul in Virginia and he chose the Alexa platform for his for his home and he spoke to Alexa last month 72 times per day wow on Apple now look now look I am in the business and I don't talk to Alexa 72 times a day ever, but he's a, he's bed bound. He's a paraplegic. So we equipped his home with smart lights, smart fixtures, thermostat, everything he can lock and unlock his door. He can see who's at his front door to let in, make sure it's a caregiver that he knows. And he lives alone and a caregiver is there daily, but for only a few hours as you're describing. And, but the rest of the time he's got some of his personal power regained because of voice technology.
0: What's, what's the response that you're hearing from people? Who loves this the most? Is it the, the, the people themselves, the people who are the, the end user? Is it the children of them, the family of them? Is it the medical professionals? Is it the insurance company? Who gets the most excited over what you're
2: oh, doing? Oh, oh my gosh, I don't I don't know if I can answer the question, <laughs> but, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this I think in response. It's different. The children want peace of mind that mom or dad is okay, and they want to feel that they are good children. They're good sons and daughters for taking care of them. They want to do the right stuff. The uh, older adult never thinks that they're going to need the fall, the fall, you know, call for health protections. Oh, I'll never need that. I don't. I don't need that until they do. <laughs> it's one of those things uh, you'd rather have it and not need it than you know need it and not have it. Uh, the healthcare industry has got two sides. There's the actual caregivers, the nurses, the doctors, they got into caregiving probably because they're a a type E personality. They want to take care of others. They want to make sure everybody is taken care of. They're kind of like a duck on the water. Everything's calm and cool up above and down below. They're paddling like crazy, trying to take care of everything. That's what caregivers do. And they love knowing that those instructions that they gave you when you went home can be repeated as a reminder every day because they, people often get readmitted back to the hospital for the same thing because they didn't take their meds or they didn't do the, the follow-ups, they didn't do the stuff. And of course, it's like that you know book report, you put it off, you put it off, right? So then they get sick again. So they love that you got that reminder and that you could call for a question if you needed to. Then there is the business end of healthcare, which loves it because it saves money. It is, it, it is, it's called value-based care. And we have now made voice technology at Constant Companion reimbursable by Medicaid, Medicare, and the private payers. So now it's it's not only a fantastic solution for healthcare for all the reasons you were talking about in your story of the open, but also because it it, it it is a labor force that costs pennies a day uh, to, to, have, including the connectivity, and everything that you need. So that's what we do for
1: folks. And, uh, everybody's got a story and they're all unique. So that, that, that sounds really compelling. It sounds like it's, uh, uh, an increased level of care, uh, that people have, and it's also, uh, efficient, uh, cost-effective. Uh, so it's like, you know, getting, getting better care for less effort and money. Um, that seems like a no-brainer. And, and, and Jeff, you know, the thing that has been the real aha that we were
2: not expecting, I was a security guy, so I was thinking, well, that call for help is really going to be you know, the most important thing in the box. But what I've learned is after about eight weeks, about eight weeks with these voice assistants in their home for the first time, people start to get attached to them. They get attached to them. We're doing a double-blind study with the University of South Florida for mental health. And what's happening is they're, they are feeling less isolated, lonely, and less depressed. And it's, it's visible. We've done video before and after, and you can see it. But that's qualitative. They're now doing a quantitative measured study on human emotion and psychology about the power of voice technology technology. In sort of combating loneliness, which we've all been, we've all gotten a lesson in isolation with this pandemic, Jeff, you know what, we've all learned what it feels like to, you know, not see all of our friends all the time. Right. And we, we need a community, we need to be more connected, and they actually get connected. So how to the
1: system, can, can I ask how, how does someone uh, end up with your, you know, shoebox size box, uh, that the kit mm. that, that, uh, uh, that they'll use? Is it, they go to the hospital and when they leave the hospital, uh, the hospital says, oh, you should take this or are or, or you reach out, reaching out to people and selling it to them directly or the insurance company? How, how do they get set up with it in the first place? Uh, to now, Jeff, we only uh, make our solution available
2: through B2B partners. So, uh, home care agencies like Visiting Angels, which you can see at visitingangels.com, has standardized on us. Many others have joined them in that industry. Uh, insurance providers, healthcare providers. So, if any of your uh, podcast listeners would like to have a, a, a healthcare business using voice technology, uh, they could set up a distributorship and, and get lots of loyal, loyal customers. Uh, on a recurring monthly revenue business because that's typically how it's done.
0: I mean, just so you know, we want to cut of whatever happens. Okay. There we just, go. Just, there we uh, go. <laughs> just under the table, you can mail us a little check there. Okay. There uh, we
1: go. So, I, so I'm imagining. Let me follow up on that. Uh, if I, you know, if I, if I, let's say I had some surgery, um, and mm-hmm. I have, and I'm going to be laid up at home for three weeks. I could imagine and I need some, you know, visiting nurse or something. I could imagine they might, you know, say, "Here, we're going to set this up in your home. Um, but what happens at the end of the 3 weeks when I've recovered and I've gone back to work? Do I have to give this back or do do people want to keep it or or what?" We we have both. We
2: have a return shipping label, postage prepaid inside the box. You put it back in the box and send it back. We refurbish it, we double sterilize it. It's ready to go again or We have people who say, I don't really want to keep this, and they either become a subscriber private pay, or if it's a chronic illness, then they can get it prescribed to them to keep long term. And for example, our largest customer currently is the United States Veterans Administration. Mm -hmm. And we're happy to be working with uh, uh, another great uh, voice technology company called Canary Speech, which I know you know a little bit about. Uh, And and, and we're, we're very excited about using voice technology to to serve uh, patients with PTSD because it seems to make their life better. That's great.
0: Do people do people treat your device differently than they treat their other smart device they might have in their home? I don't want to say their name because it'll awaken when people are listening to this gotcha, so do, gotcha, they, sure. do, do they become do they become more attached to it? Is it a more of a personal relationship or is it purely um, professional they're just this device is just really helping
2: me. <laughs> it, I, I think I get the question I think the main difference that of how people feel about a constant companion system is they feel safe uh, a lot of people have said you know I just don't want smart speakers in my home because I don't want big brother listening in and we've all had the experience you go get online you go to a website and then you're seeing ads forever from sure. things that you've uh, visited and looked at. And some people said they've had conversations in their home when they weren't surfing on a browser and ads started appearing, appearing because of their smartphones. And they said that really annoys the heck out of them. They just don't like the idea of someone monetizing them. But you know, if something is free, if anything is free, whether it's a browser or a social media platform, I think we all know you and I become the product and information and how they can monetize that is is the name of their game. We don't do that. We make a brand promise that we are loyal to you. In fact, we back it with a $3 million privacy protection guarantee insured by Lloyds of London. So we will never sell you out uh, because it would cost us a lot to do it. Uh, it, it, So we won't do it. And in fact, we we use military-grade encryption to keep you anonymized. And so- that's what we do. So I think the way they feel about uh, speakers from our our company is they feel that we're a trusted brand, that they feel comfortable having them around their kids or listening in on conversations for that Wakewood.
0: I, I got to ask you before you leave. If you could have one wish, if you have a genie in a box, because it's the voice box here, you rub the box, the genie appears, and can grant you any wish for technology or advancement in the speech, voice recognition, all that kind of field. Is there anything you're like? Oh, I wish we could do X. I just wish such and such capability. If we had that, anything come to hmm. mind that you wish you could have that you can wish from the genie?
2: I I wish in the future that we could add uh, virtual human, you know, facial expression. Uh, you know, more of the context of conversation, because a lot of communication is non-verbal. When we were little kids, when we were five years old, we kind of knew if mom and dad were happy with us or a little bit frustrated with us based on, you know, how they were saying what they were saying. So I think that that would add a lot to the voice industry. And I know there's a lot of work going on that as we speak right now around the industry. But I think voice is here to stay and make life lives better uh and it's certainly going to change healthcare for the better and forever i think
0: yeah i totally get what you're saying about the facial recognition you clearly were referring to the time when jeff was young and found out where my mom had stashed a big box of m&ms in there we um, go and then she discovered <laughs> he'd been eating them all that was the facial expression you're <laughs> that, talking yeah, about you, right there you, you knew, you, knew can, you were in you trouble can you, you can do. tell you when it, yeah, that's right that's it that's <laughs> it Mark, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been fascinating here hearing about this. And especially as our, as our whole population in general ages, this is going to be a great resource and a, a great guide to help a whole lot of people get medical help, but also get the comfort that they need as well.
2: Thanks for having me on the
1: podcast. Great to be with you. Mark, it's been great having you. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.
0: So, Jeff, now that you've heard all the stuff that he's doing, what pops into your mind and what are some things that like, you know, make you like, oh, we could do such and such. Are there some there's some potential there? What uh, what gets your mind excited about listening to what they're doing?
1: Oh, A lot of things get me excited. One of the things that he in his in his uh, uh, voice box wish, genie wish, um, you know, he wants uh, he wants an assistant that is. Not robotic. That that is more emotional. That connects to the person, and and that happens on many levels. There's the the you know his desire to see a face uh, that uh, will smile or raise an eyebrow or whatever at the right time to show that it's it's listening and 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 caring and compassionate. But you also have um, those uh, the the inflections of the voice that uh, that do the same thing. You know you need you need to know when to. Uh, to chuckle at what the person said, or when to uh, uh, you know uh, speak in a serious voice or a, a, a jovial voice or whatever. Um, so that's uh, that is cool technology that people are working on. Um, there, there are a couple of companies out there right now, uh, including Cobalt to some extent, uh, that are working on developing that kind of emotional um, speech synthesis, uh, and 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 so that's exciting. I also um, Mark is appropriately concerned about security uh, and uh, and and people sending uh, their voices off to the cloud. We get that a lot, especially with medical uh, kinds of applications uh, and sort of personal medical home care kinds of applications, where people want the devices to be able to. Um, I guess I'll take it to an extreme. It'd be great if it could respond autonomously. That is, the thing in the home was talking to you and didn't have to send your speech anywhere else for processing. Uh, and then maybe you know, if it needed to alert a nurse or something, it could send a message. But th- this idea of that the, the processing is happening locally, uh, there's a movement uh, afoot. I think uh, that that a lot of services are moving in that direction, um, so that the processing will happen locally and not send things out over the internet. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things what he's doing. I certainly just the, the ability to, you know, hear someone's call for help and uh, respond appropriately and so forth. uh, That's, that's really important. You mentioned Darren, that we got these, these, you know, pendants for our parents and they don't wear them. Nobody does. You wouldn't wear it, would you? No. No,
0: I'd rather I'd rather fall on the floor and die. Oh, than have to push that. So pad, you know, you know,
1: maybe people to the extent that you can put that into like a smartwatch, then there's right. not a stigma uh, of of wearing a smartwatch, but it's there. But but even there, you're not always wearing your watch. When you're at home, you get out of the shower, you're not wearing a watch. You slip and fall, or you need some help or whatever. So it's good to be able to just you know call out and get some appropriate uh, appropriate help. Anyway, yeah I, literally literally like a, a constant companion someone who's there in the house but not
0: a real person who's there yeah um because as as much as we i all be able to afford 24 7 constant companions for our elderly parents or for us as we get older now you can do it by just plugging something into the wall yeah. and you have that the functionality you have the, uh, the the same tools but you don't have the problem of having someone in your house 24
1: yeah, 7 so, i'm excited about what they're doing
0: yeah i love it too and uh, it's gonna change hopefully by the time by the time we're old and hobbling around well maybe you're already you're already old and hobbling (laughs) around so by the time i'm old and hobbling around i'll be amazed to see what's coming out coming down the pipe by then hey everybody thanks for joining us again on this episode of the voice box i'm
1: darren i'm jeff we'll talk to you next time